You're listening to ISM The Podcast, where immigrant stories matter. We're here to amplify immigrant voices and create a community where people from any background can come together and embrace each other's differences. It's time to end the negative stigmas around immigrants because they're freaking rock stars. And we're going to prove that one story at a time. Hello, guys, and welcome back to ISM, the podcast. I am here today with, you guys hopefully all know her. If you've seen the videos that I've posted, Luana DeSantos. Hello. First runner-up at Miss Massachusetts USA 2021. And wow. To this queen, obviously. (laughs) So it's still so weird to say. Like, it's... I wake up every day and I look over and I'm like, oh, the crown is still there? Okay, cool. Like, that wasn't a dream. It's real life. It's real life. But me and Luada were just talking about how um, right before the pageant, we roomed together the first night. And then we just kept saying over and over, like, manifest, manifest, manifest. And we just kept saying like we're gonna be the final two like there's no other option like that's just what it's gonna be yeah and i honestly think that we just gave each other such good energy throughout the whole weekend yeah and i was telling her Mm -hmm. even in the video you can see like when they call third runner up or no second runner up i already started sobbing because at that point i already knew that it was me and luada yeah it was gonna be one of us it just felt like so like magical and magical. like like truly like what like I've been praying for. I know. Like it's crazy because remember like from the moment that we like saw each other at the hotel, I feel like we were both like, Oh my god, we already won because mm-hmm. we won like so much but like this friendship was already just like made the whole thing like even better. It really did. Yeah. It was just that's really the perfect door to describe. It was just such a magical moment. There was really no one else that I would have rather have been standing there with. Like, there were so many worthy girls, but in my heart, it just felt so right. Yeah. It was just <laughs> such a beautiful moment. I felt like I truly gained, like, a pageant sister. and like I know. I, I remember that you told me that the last year you were, like, a little nervous and whatnot, and I feel like God literally placed you in my life because I was not nervous at all because I was like, well, Sada will be there, so I'll be fine. Yeah. So true, though. It did make me feel, like, a lot better this time, too, because I know a lot of the girls that I got close to last year didn't compete this year, and so I was like, oh, my goodness, who am I going to know? But it was just, like, so nice that we knew each other. But, okay, so do you want to go ahead and talk about a little bit about you? Yeah, I'm Everyone is dying to know. Come on. Everyone is dying to know about you. So let's oh, get stop. about it. <laughs> this is so exciting. So, obviously, my name is Luara. Um, I was born and raised in Brazil. And I moved here back in 2009. Mm-hmm. I was only 12 years old. And it's funny because every day like that, I don't know, people ask like, oh, like what, like your story and whatnot. I think back and I can vividly remember leaving the city I lived in, what was called Ipachinga, and mm-hmm. it's in the state of Minas Gerais, same mm-hmm. as you. And I remember walking into the bus because there's no airport in the mm-hmm. city that I'm from. <laughs> there's one now, but it's like so small. So small. 
And then walking inside of the bus and just going to the capital, which is where you're from, Belo Horizonte, and just looking out of the window and being like, wow, my life is going to change forever. Mm-hmm. And I also remember like walking into the first airplane ever because that was my first plane oh my ride. Gosh. And I remember just getting so thirsty at one point. <sighs> And not knowing how to say water or anything. And it was such a struggle because me and my brother were like, how do we ask for water? And now looking back, it's like, wow, it's been 12 years since I've been in this country. Wow. So much has changed. Wow. Look at you now. First runner up at Miss Massachusetts USA. <laughs> Would you ever imagine that? No, no, And never. future winner and queen, of course. But Wow. My entire date is now made <laughs> because of this comment. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy ride. So my mom moved here when I was actually five. Mm-hmm. And her plan was just to move here, save enough money to buy an apartment for us, and then send the money back to Brazil to build the apartment. And then she would go back and we would just be a happy little family. Mm -hmm. But that's not what God had planned for us. (laughs) So like she came here and my mom worked um, delivering newspapers in the middle of the night, cleaning. That job is Satan's work. It must be because it's so difficult. And it's like you get there, you have to get all the newspapers. If you're listening to this and you subscribe to newspapers, stop subscribing to newspapers. (laughs) It's terrible. The internet is here now for a reason. Exactly. (laughs) Download the app. (laughs) Please. It's just so much heavy lifting like you have you get there and it's a warehouse mind you like this is boston mm-hmm. it's extremely cold and you get there there's there's a heater but like it's still open you get all the newspapers i know this because sometimes when we wouldn't have school we would go with my mom get all the newspapers you get all the little baggies and then you get all the like ads and then you fold each newspapers you put it in the bags with the ads and then you have to put it all into your car and then you have to become a baseball player out of nowhere because you have to have really like a lot of strength in your arm to throw it at people oh, no way yeah because or else you're gonna lose a lot of time getting out of the car to go and put it in front of the door. So my mom would just be a savage, just throwing the newspapers. Chucking newspapers. Yeah, and then I would like get out of the car with like five and just place it in front of the, of the doorsteps. So she did that. And then she cleaned houses during the day. I also went a couple of times with her. So obviously like vacuuming and like cleaning bathrooms is mm-hmm. just a lot on your body. And then she would get home and um, she would wax and uh, do people's nails. So she was nonstop. No. Plus until, kids. Plus, yeah. Plus my brother and I. Like, growing up, I remember just from the age 12 that I got here until, like, until, like, 15, my brother and I would f- survive out of cereal because, like, we didn't know how to cook that much. And, like, my mom would just be like, oh, my God, like, I can't really... She would cook Sunday. Yeah, yeah, there would be no time. So, like, now I'm a master. I know exactly which cereals I like, exactly which ones I don't like, because I've mastered that. <laughs> you mastered but, cereal. Good for you, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Not like I don't talk about this often, but you talk about it, and you're like, wow, this happened. Wow, like, that really happened. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I think that just goes to show how hard working you have to be when you move here from another country. And that's the similarity that I see story after story after story is that none of these people come here and look for an easy way out. Everyone okay. knows it's going to be hard work, but they're willing to put in that hard work because they see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like yeah. your mom wanted a better life for herself, but also she had two kids that she wanted a better life for as well. So when you have that motivation, nothing can stop you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy because there's actually four of us. There's two boys and two girls, and my sister was pregnant when we moved here, so she had to move first. So it was me, my brother, my sister, and mm -hmm. then my sister gave birth. So it was like four of us. Oh my god. So the goodness. house was always like packed and whatnot. <laughs> but like I'm so grateful. Like every time like when people are like, Oh, you like I I've going through like school like mm -hmm. thinking back I've always worked like two or three jobs mm -hmm. but like I don't know I just from the moment I stepped here in the U.S. I felt like wow like I'm not lucky like this is God like mm -hmm. I'm just so blessed that I'm gonna work my hardest yeah and like try to like earn my place yeah so like now I can fit in like back then I used to be like well I want to fit in mm -hmm. really badly mm -hmm. but now I'm like no I want to earn my place so no one else can look at me and be and tell me like oh you don't deserve, don't deserve to, be, to here. be here yeah, yeah absolutely that's so beautiful i think that everyone has that mentality too who comes here not everybody but all the people that i know have worked so hard and never wanted to get the easy way out yeah they really wanted to earn their place here yeah there there really isn't no easy way out no I, I don't know like I don't know if it was just because I saw my mom working a lot mm -hmm. but I started working at this Brazilian restaurant in Everett when I was 15, 14 or 15 mm -hmm. Oliveiras oh there's an Oliveiras right here I know yeah. <laughs> I was driving here and I'm like that's so funny wait that is so crazy. Yeah, it was my first job ever. I was a hostess. Wow. And ever since then, I haven't stopped. I was a yeah. hostess there. Then I, I like worked at Hollister for a little bit. No way. You were a Hollister girl? <laughs> yeah. It didn't last It didn't last long. I think that like right when I started into hospitality, like I knew I was like, okay, I can make good money here to get me through college and it's really flexible. Yeah. So let's just stay here. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I worked at a nail spa and then I started working at Earl's in Assembly Row, mm -hmm. which is another restaurant. And then going through university, I worked Earl's, I did internships, I worked at Encore at the casino. And then up until today, I work three jobs. <laughs> but like, that's insane. That's so crazy. Yeah. And good for you because you've been taking care of yourself from such a young age. Yeah. It's just what you knew. You just learn how to like, f like budget your finances better. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was able to graduate that free, which was like a dream of mine. And now looking back and I'm like, oh my God, I needed all those jobs in mm -hmm. order to do that. And it's just a blessing. Now I think back, like, yeah, obviously some days you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, I have to work. But, like, I try to, like, wake up and it's like, okay, I'm grateful that mm -hmm. I have to work because there's so many people, like, yeah. in, like back home in Brazil that would die to be here and be working yeah. all these hours. So And be in the position that you're in. Exactly. And what a beautiful mindset to have, honestly, because you can live your life either always looking at 
things in a negative light or yeah. you can do what you do and wake up every day and just be thankful and happy for the life that you have yeah yeah it's I don't know I maybe it's like the energy here like Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel so blessed. Like <laughs> I'm sure every time you go to Brazil, it, it's awesome and it's so amazing. Yeah. And like I wouldn't trade it for any other place for mm-hmm. it to be my home. But then I come here and I'm like, wow, there's so much opportunity. Yeah. And it's it's so much great. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was it like when you first moved here? As a kid, I'm sure it was definitely hard to leave everything behind, but is there anything specifically that you remember that was either like a struggle or even like little things sometimes people say that are so strange when they move that they don't realize? Yeah. Well, when I first like got out of the plane, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, excuse me, I'm what? in the United States of America. <laughs> and I remember driving oh. for. I'm sorry. Get out of my way. I was like, oh, no, nothing can stop me now. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I was so excited. And then I remember getting to, like, my mom's friend car because we had so much luggage. Well, it was me, my brother, and my uncle that came. And I was, like, so excited. And I remember driving by the market basket in Somerville. And I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, this is just what I needed. This is like in the movies. And I remember calling my grandma <gasps> and telling her like, wow, this is exactly what the movies look like. No. And then my brother was like, obviously stupid because they're all filmed here. <laughs> I'll never forget oh that. Oh my god. And I was like, okay, I don't need this negative energy. <laughs> and then I'm in a very positive headspace right now. I'm going <laughs> to leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> Siblings are just. Mm. Uh-huh. And then I remember getting <laughs> to my mom's house, and she lived in the, um, she lived in an apartment building, but she lives in the basement of it, and it was a finished basement, but it was still a basement that mm-hmm. was just two rooms for like five of us. And I remember walking in, I'm like, why are we going down? And then my mom's like, because we I live we live in the basement, and I'm like. Well, that's so strange. Like, what, there's no lights. Like, there's no windows. And I remember walking in. And I was like, "Whoa, uh, I'm not gonna be living in a mansion. Like, what is wrong?" <laughs> and then reality hit me, and I was like, "Okay, well, we gotta work hard to get yeah, once again." Right. And it was so small, and we all like just had to make it work. Mm-hmm. And and it was just, it was weird because I got here. There was still like snow on the ground. And I had, like, my flip-flops, like, Avianas. Uh-huh. And then my mom was like, let's go to the supermarket. I'm like, okay, like, that's going to be great, exciting. And I leave the house with my flip-flops on. And my mom's like, no, child, like, go back inside and put boots on. And where I'm from, it's never cold enough to yeah. wear boots. You're like, what boots? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, not only do I not have a mansion, like, I also have to adapt to this weather. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> How was the process for your mom though so she moved here and then did it take her a long time to be able to get everything set up legally for her yeah so thankfully she was able to move here legally which made things a thousand percent easier because coming legally just makes it even harder Mm -hmm. so she came legally then she got a job you have to get somebody to like usually sponsor sponsor you. you yeah so pretty sure my aunt sponsored her moved here 
And like I said, she just wanted to work for a little bit and go back home. Mm -hmm. But she ended up... Everyone always says that. Yeah. I'm just going to go for a couple months. And then just buy everything back home and just go back. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up falling in love and she got married. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And then she decided to stay and then applied for our green cards because mm -hmm. we were all underage except for my older brother. And then the process... I was really young. So I don't recall, but the process is kind of long. Very long, yeah. And then you have to keep going to the embassy, which there's no embassy in Minas Gerais. So I had to keep going to Rio. And um, I had to miss a lot of school. I remember that. I remember it was expensive. My mom had to keep sending money. I remember a couple of times we stayed like in the hostel, me, my sister, my brother, or like it was one tiny hotel room. And... Um, it was I remember the lines and and having to wait there the whole day and then crazy crazy and then a couple of months went by and then we went back we we were back home and waiting for this paper for papers to come back in mm -hmm. and then this envelope arrived there was like a big yellow envelope mm -hmm. and it said right on it like do not open it <laughs> because I think you had to wait for like to bring it to like the embassy again for them to open it oh and I remember like my grandmother went crazy she was like oh my god we have to like lock this up like no one can like touch it and then like I don't know if it was the little kid in me but mm -hmm. I really wanted to open it oh, but every course. time I would look at it I'd be like no, that is my passport for like the the new world. Yeah. And then so I remember like as like I don't think we could open it until we arrive in the United States. Us like just being so like secure with our like with our <laughs> backpack because it was like oh my god if we lose this this is my life we lose everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, Just picture little Luada like holding her backpack like, yeah, don't touch me. No, like this is, this is, no, like I said, I'm going to a new planet. No one's going to stop me. You feel and, unstoppable. Yeah. And then getting here, um, you get taken into like a little room. And I remember not everyone got taken to the little room. So I was so scared. Mm -hmm. And... <clears throat> Then you get out of the litter room. Obviously, I had no idea what they were saying because I didn't speak. I didn't even know how to say water. And then there was no translators. Like, I'm sure up until this day, like, that litter room is just English-speaking people because... Mm -hmm. And it was so scary because I was like, wait, are they going to accept us? Are we going to have to go back? What if back? they send us back? Because that can happen. That, yeah. Like, you, you can arrive it here in the promised land mm -hmm. and then they can just send you back and you're like, oh... So then we yep. like arrived and then it was time to get the luggage and then the drive through market basket and <laughs> the way to the basement. And that's when life began. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That it's, is so crazy. It's so insane to look back and be like, wow, this, I, I would, I would have never moving here and like stepping out of the airplane. I would have never be like, wow, in 12 years, I'm going to be working in sales where I have to talk to people. Yay! Every day in a language that I didn't even know how to say water. Not yeah. today. I'm like, well, let me try to like solve all your problems so you can buy my product. It's so incredible. It it's truly the American dream. I've earned it. This place, like, it's 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 really it's really awesome. You definitely have earned it. You've worked so hard. Obviously, from everything that you just said, nonstop, worked your way through school, three jobs at a time crazy and now here you are 
Next to Miss Massachusetts, oh, USA please. 2021. Yeah, yeah, and I'm next to first runner-up. <laughs> Hello. On her first try, might I add. First pageant ever, first runner-up. Uh, I just, I'm so like, excited to see you at Miss USA. Like, and it's, I want to say, like, it, right when you, I've always had an admiration for you through, like, social oh media. Oh, my goodness. Stop. You're but, just, <laughs> you blush. But right when the podcast launched, I, like, I don't even want to, like, tear up. But, like, I was, like, this is so amazing that somebody that's, obviously, like, you saw the struggle that, like, your parents had to go through. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's so awesome that somebody that just saw it and didn't i'm sure obviously you had your things that you had to go through mm -hmm. as well but like you're over here like bringing to light the stories that a lot of the times are like still in the shadows and it's so great to like just know that like oh my god there's people that like care and this is great because then they can encourage other immigrants that are going yeah. through it right now and it's like wow like you get to like share uh, stories of like amazing hard-working people yeah and like it's all like thanks to you obviously because Aww. you created the podcast Thank so it's you. so awesome like it's my it's honestly my honor like I feel so honored to interview you guys and the biggest thing about this podcast which is why I didn't want just like a big picture of me on the cover this is about you guys it's not about me and that's why I call it Immigrant Stories Matter because through you guys telling your story, all I'm doing is giving you a platform and by you telling your story, you're the one who's changing lives because someone's going to listen to this, hopefully, that's what I pray for. <laughs> Someone will listen to this and be like, look at her, she made it work, her family made it work, they worked hard and they're living their dreams and if they can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. And not just that, but I truly believe that through telling your stories, you're changing people's opinions. We're changing these negative stigmas around immigration. And that is so extremely important because just by having one nice person here tell you that you're doing okay, you belong here, you're loved here, you're appreciated here, is just going to make those immigrants' lives so much better and easier. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just why I do this, honestly. I, I know that I'm blessed to have been born here and to not have had to go through a lot of those struggles. And so I just feel like it's, it's my responsibility to give it back. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that because it's truly like I can see that it comes like from the heart. And it's, yeah. oh, that's so amazing. Like, your parents probably the most proud ever. Stop. <laughs> thank you. I love uh, I you. I love that. But truly, thanks for, thank you. Like, j coming from somebody who just, oh, like, looking back, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I just want people to understand. Or, like, right. I just want to, obviously, as a kid, you want to fit in. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, wow, there's people that care, like people mm -hmm. like you and, like, people that are listening. And mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. It really is so awesome. Well, thank you so much. I just have one more question to ask you yes. that I finish off every podcast with. And that is, if there's somebody listening right now who's thinking about moving to another country, what advice would you give them? Um, I would probably say, obviously, go after your dreams. And it's going to be difficult and challenging. And you're probably going to 
in the moment you're gonna be like why am i doing this but yeah. like go after your dreams but if there's one thing that i could say is to take it with you is don't forget your identity behind like always Amen. look back on yeah. your roots and teach your children or educate people around you so the entire world can be this is gonna be sound so <laughs> vague and whatnot but so the entire world can be a better place so you can yeah. show people hey this is my culture this is where i come from and whatnot and just don't forget that's your identity go mm -hmm. after your dreams but take yourself truly with you Aww. yeah i love that advice <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for being here i literally like in this past year we've gotten so close and i truly could not have asked for just someone better to have gone through this whole process with and i'm just so honored to have you on here and you're really gonna Aww. i know you're gonna make such a big impact in this world no matter what you do and i'm just so proud of you oh my god thank you sarah mm, you're so cute <laughs> thanks for having me here i'm so honored and and it's just it's just so amazing thanks you're you're the best from the bottom of my heart thank Aww, you i love you guys guys thank you so much for tuning into ism the podcast i uh, just have the best time doing this and having people on like guada just make it even better so thank you guys again and i'll see you guys very soon yay yay <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to ISM, where immigrant stories matter. Make sure to subscribe so that you get notified when new podcasts are released. And if you just can't wait for the next one, follow us on Instagram at ISM the podcast so that you're always in the know. Until next time.